This year is Le'ili Nishmas Malka Basar Bebram Sholim and all of the children of Klal Yisrael who were nifter in the last few months. We are experiencing an emotional holocaust. We have lost over 120 Yiddish Kindlach from from homes who died in the last seven months from overdoses and suicides. And that's just a small percentage from those who tried and were saved. And that's just a small percentage of those who may not be so far, but they're in pain and doing drugs and unsuccessful. We are in Klal Yisrael since the Holocaust. Would we ever imagined that there will be parents burying their children in America? From what? From where? Brothers and sisters saying Kaddish and writing speeches for Shleishans for their sisters. As we go through this emotional Holocaust, I hope that this learning from the Nesiva Shalom on Tishabav can reveal to us a light in the darkness. And Nesiva Shalom says, when he talks about the Churban, the greatest Churban, the greatest of all Churbanas, the source of all Churban, the Churban Beis Amigdash, both of them on Tishabav, there is no worse tragedy, no worse day for us. And yet we find the Chazal saying that when they came in, the enemies came in, into the Beis Amigdash, into the Heichel, and what did they see? They saw the Kruvim, they were Mu'urim Zebazeh, they were facing each other, they were intertwined. And L'chayr, it's very schwer, because we know that when Klal Yisrael did the Ratzon Hashem, that's when the Kruvim were Mu'urim Zebazeh, but when Klal Yisrael was not doing the Ratzon Hashem, they looked away. Say, so how is it possible during the Churban, at the time of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which was clearly because we were not doing the Ratzon Hashem, we were the source of why the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. So we were really, really bad. So how could it be that when the enemies came into the Heichel, they saw the Kruvim Urim Zebazel? And also, the Mizritcher Magad says, Apshat in the Pasuk and Eicha, in Eicha we say, That any enemy who chased us in these Bein HaMetzarim, in these weeks, weeks of tragedy, of the three weeks and the nine days leading up to Tisha B'av, anybody who chased after us, caught up to us and killed us, says the Magad Mim rich that it's going on us, anybody who runs after Hashem in these days, Kol Reit Whoever runs after Hashem and says, I want to have a relationship with you, Hisigua, you can reach Hashem, Bein HaMetzarim, in these weeks. In L'chayr, it's very schwer. Because the Pashtus, these are weeks of, of fighting with Hashem. This is weeks of destruction. This is weeks where Hashem says, get out of my house. I don't want to look at you anymore. So how could it be? How could it be that the Kruvim Mumu'urim Zebazeh, and how could it be that these are weeks to run after Hashem and create a relationship with, with God, that He's close to us, that, he, that we can access to Him? And the Mizritcha Magad explains that when Hashem is in the palace, it's very hard to reach Him. You have to make an appointment, and it's hard to get in, so to speak. But when the, the king is on the road, it's easier to approach Him. And He says, over here, the king's on the road in these weeks, and therefore it's easy to approach Hashem. Easy to approach Hashem? We're in the ma- middle of a massive war. Hashem is burning down our house. He's throwing us out. Jews are getting killed all over in the time of the Kharban Beis Amigdash. And now is the time of year. I would have thought this is the time of year to stay away from God. God is not happy with us. That's what I would have thought. Listen to what the Nesiva Shalom says. Everything that we think about a relationship with Hashem is wrong. 
Everything that we think that Hashem hates us and He throws us out and He doesn't want to see us anymore, and He's fed up with us and he's disgusted by our sin, that maybe would be in a relationship with a stranger. But there's one relationship where it defies all logic and it turns it on its head. And that's the relationship between a father, a mother, a parent, and a child. And he describes, listen to this very carefully, there's three types of an ace ratzai, of a time of yearning and wanting and closeness that exist by a king and his child. When the son is a ben mutzlach, a successful child, and the father always has kavod, respect from him, he's so smart and he's making treaties and he's expanding the malucha, the malchus, the business is expanding. The kid that you're proud of, you know that kid? Wow, that awakens an ace ratzai from the parent. The king says, ah, Look at my child, I'm so proud of him. Shefila, come here, what do you want? What can I give you? Another hundred million dollars, of course. And as us as parents, we can understand. The kid that comes home, another hundred plus, plus, plus. Ah, Gavaldik, another Tamara Chaydish, Tamara Shavua. So easy. A kid goes into business and he's successful and he's buying and he's flipping and he's great and he gets stuck and he's being honored and he's doing chesed, sagat, salat. It's ma'ayri rachmin by a parent. It's ma'ayri esratzin by a parent. The father comes in. What can I do for you? Ah, I have so much covered from you. Says the Nesiv Shalom. But there's an other, a different beginner of an Eis and another concept of an Eis in a time of wanting. When the king has a Ben Mephager, a retarded child. And this retarded child, this, this kid is missing mental capacity, and he can't do anything. Everything needs to be done for him. Anything he goes and does, he messes up. He tries to eat, it falls on the floor. Or even if a person is halfway a Ben Mephager, unsuccessful, lo yitzlach. Ach, everything, every time I give my kid money for an investment, he loses it. Whatever he touches goes down, goes bad. Or the kid who goes to school and he has learning disabilities and difficulties, and every, every PTA is, uh, it's such a heartbreaking time. The Ben Mephager, the unsuccessful child, Says in the Sivish Shalom, it is also Ma'ayr Rachamim. Because the father knows that without me helping him, he's lost. Nobody's going to help him. He can never make it on his own. He's never going to succeed. He's never going to be successful. And therefore, I got to help this kid. And therefore, even though it's frustrating, and even though it's difficult, it's a type of Eisratzin by the parents. When he sees his kid failing, and he sees his kid falling, and he sees his kid hurt and in pain, and he says, i got to go ahead and waste my time now and help this kid. What can I do? Because I know, if I don't help him, nobody's going to help him. If I don't help him, he'll never make it. So there's two types of Eisratzin. There's the Eisratzin of the successful child. We could all relate to that. And then there's the Eisratzin, the time of wanting and yearning that gets awakened from a parent that has a layitzlach child, a child that's not successful. And maybe you could even say that this awakening of Ratzin to help out the child who's not Matzliach is perhaps even greater than helping the one that is Matzliach because the one who's Matzliach, you know, at the end of the day, he has friends and he's successful and he's good and he's learning and everything's great. He doesn't need you so much. That need inside of a parent. My kid needs me. That's very powerful. And that awakens the parents to actually do something sometimes even more than the kid who's matzliach. It says in the Siva Shalom, at the time of the Chorba Meis it was a time of matzav geruah b'yoyser, 
This was the worst time. We were such shiftless amats of shvalamats of. We were low. We were broken. We were spiritually bankrupt. We were emotionally bankrupt. We were physically bankrupt. They were murdering us. They were killing us. They were enslaving us. We were mamish so, so messed up. We were in so much pain. And that was Ma'ir Rachmim. Tremendous Rachmim that Hashem had for Klal Yisrael. Al Kain. It awakened not the Yisratzen when you're successful, not the Kruvim Urim Zebazek, because I'm so proud, Mami and Tati are so proud of you. Uh, so the Kruvim, the Mami and Tati are Urim Zebazek, and we're shining our light on our child. You got another 120 on your exam. Not that one. The Yisratzen of Mami and Tati are coming together because we got to take care of our kid. And it awakens tremendous, we, we're calling people, we're calling the therapist, we're calling the people, we go home to the hospital, we're looking for doctors, how are we going to rescue our kid? A lot of work and a lot of effort. We get used to, we don't, we don't evaluate it properly. Right? All that work and effort that comes to help that kid, that's a layitzlach, that's an awakening in the parents. Keeping them up at night, spending money, spending time, spending effort, that's also an esratzen. It's an awakening of love, of rachamim from the parents. Says Chazal, there was never and there will never be a yontif like the day of Shachar Beisamikdash. What? What are you so happy? The day that my father threw me out of the house, I will never remember such a day. How can that be? How can that be? Says the Nesim Shalom, because what do we celebrate when we celebrate Yantif? Forget about the details of the story. We celebrate the connection, the passion, the relationship, the unconditional love, the undying love, the undeserving love that Hashem ties Himself to Klal Yisrael. And that is awakened the most. And when that is awakened on the high level, we celebrate that. And yes, it was celebrated many times. When Hashem rescued us from Mitzrayim, when Hashem gave us the Torah, when Hashem sheltered us with Sukkot, of course, Hanukkah, Purim, but you know in the greatest time that Lamaisa Hashem was full of mercy for us? When we lost the Beis HaMikdash and we were enslaved. And at that moment Hashem cried out. He told the angels, leave me alone if you're not going to let me cry, I'm going to throw you out, I'm going to cry. He said, Kai my Kayhanam Hechenatim, where are you? Bonai Hechen, where are where is everybody? I told you to behave, I sent you messengers, and you didn't listen to me. Abalamaisa, what was the reaction of Hashem? A father that throws out his child from the house. Baruch Hashem from the three hundred families that came to me. We never ever ever had a parent do that. Not because they're living in fear, because we de-escalate the situation, de-escalate. So that way they don't want to throw the kid out and they're living actually as a Hashem with calm. But those parents at Nebuch, they don't know how to de-escalate the situation and everything they do, it makes it worse and worse and worse. And then people advise them, you've got to throw the kid out, you've got to lock the kid out of the house. So I always ask one question to those parents. Where were you that night? What do you mean, where was I? I was in bed. You locked your kid out of the house and then you stayed in bed? Really? He looks at me like I'm crazy. Well, why would I be outside? You locked your child out of the house. Okay, someone advised you, you didn't have a choice. But then you should have locked yourself out of the house. You should have followed your kid to the, find him in the train station in the park, sit next to him on the bench. He's going to say, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? I had to lock my son out of the house. I'm not staying in a bed in a fluffy pillow. 
in a fluffy mattress and eating, and staying in a, in, in a warm house and eating cooked supper, I'm going to be with you because I am tied to you. It's the wrong tipul for this type of treatment. It's not necessary. But at least if you did the wrong thing, wouldn't that be the right thing to do? The Zayir HaKadosh says that when Hashem threw us out of the Beis HaMikdash, something very interesting happened. We all went packing, and we were, we were traveling, we were walking out. All of a sudden Hashem is packing his bags, right? he's collecting all his stuff and packing it up, and he's going out. I would have thought that Hashem stayed in the, in the Makam HaMikdash and said, Guys, you ruined it, you destroyed it, it's your fault. When you fix it, I'll be here waiting for you. I'm here, I'm here. I have everything. You destroyed it. I make the rules. I pay the mortgage. It's my house. You can't sushtel. You can't conform. It's your decision. Go right ahead. It's a big world out there. Go right ahead. I'm waiting here for you. When you want to come home, let me know. When you want to behave, let me know. I would have thought that's what Hashem says. Says the Zayra Kaddish. That's not a father. That could be a boss. That could be a different relationship. Not a father. Kamakim Shagaila, even though it was from our sins, Shekhina Gaili Mahem. Because Lamaisa, when we fail Hashem, he feels our pain and he doesn't want us to fail. And sometimes things happen that he has to do because that's just the way that it is. It's not for now to explain why bad things happen and why gullas have to happen. It's a different Nasivashalam for a different day. But Lamaisa, if you look at that barometer, if you look at that that level, the Ahava level, it's spiked up way high when Hashem locks that door. It spiked up so high, that feeling inside, I can't sleep tonight. I can't sleep tonight. My child is locked out of my house. Even if I blame him, even if it's his fault, and by the way, Lemaise, it's never their fault because, statistically, there's a reason that's causing all of that. Not for now. But even if it's his fault. Such a Russia, such a Ben Mafager, such a loser, so unsuccessful. It's his fault. He ruined everything. But a tata doesn't go to sleep at night. It's talking my kid's fault, but it's my kid. Those fathers who lock their kids out, the ahav inside of them is burning, is raging. If they get a call in the middle of the night that your kid was mugged, or your kid was stabbed, or your kid was hurt, or your kid hurt himself, they're going to run, and the ahava level, the ahava, the love level, will spike. Even in anger. I used to work with kids all the time. And I told them, you should know that when your father threw you out of the house, that anger was cause of love. Because if you were a nephew or a cousin or a neighbor, he would just smile at you. Hey, nice to see you. Smoking on Shabbos. Wouldn't, bo- wouldn't bother him. The whole fight and the argument, I don't think that he, I'm not saying he handled it the right way. You have to get out of your anger and handle it the right way. He did the wrong thing. But you should know it comes from love. It comes from love. And that's what the Nesiva Shalom is saying. Lemais, if you look at the love level, the love level during the Kharban, was as high as during a chasana, as during a wedding, as during a graduation. The love level of that father that throws his kid out of the house, Khalila Rahman al-Itzlan, should never do that, by the way. Don't do that. But that love level, it's turned, it feels like anger and hate and all that. It's the love. If you didn't care about him so much, you'd go to sleep that night. Make a barbecue. Go. Have fun. You'd be crying. Your pillow would be wet, shaking. If not, something's wrong with you. That's all love. It's love turned frustrated love is anger. Frustrated love is hate. It's just frustrated love. If you didn't care so much, it wouldn't bother you so much. It says in the Siva Shalom, that's what we have to understand, that the love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us, for Klai Yisrael, is not like a boss, it's not like a husband, it's not like a friend, 
There's no relationship like it except one relationship. It's Bechina of Banim. Like it says, Banim Atem. Lashem Alekechem. You are a child. There's really three ways. Before we had two ways, there's a third way. Number one, there's a regular love when your child is home and he's living at home and you're happy and you're proud and he's at the Shabbos table. Regular, normal life. That and your love level from 1 to 100, you're hanging out somewhere, 60, 65, 70. It's very nice. Normal situation. Number two, if your child moves to a different country, I know I have children living in Eretz Yisrael, and, and, and my love level, I miss them so much sometimes, um, and, and it awakens. You're on the phone, if you have Enikluch, anybody that knows you have Enikluch, you watch them, you FaceTime, I didn't do it yet, but I plan on it. And um, you miss them, you look at a picture. When people that you love, are far away from you, it awakens a love. It awakens a special love. And the further that this loved one of yours is from you, the gaguim, the yearning, is stronger. The further the child, the stronger the gaguim. And then there's a third bechina, a third concept of love that is much higher and stronger than all of those when the child is deadly ill, the child is sick, and then they decide that there has to be an operation on the child. When a child is going into surgery, the love that the parents have, the the mercy level, that yearning level, the gaguim level, everything is peaking. But imagine if there's no other surgeon except for the father. Imagine that the father is the doctor and he's the one in order to save his child, that he has to cut the flesh of his son. That he has to go ahead and do that. To save his son's life. That the father has to cut into the flesh of his own child. The father knows that he has to save his son's life with this apparition. This is a story of a father and a son that went on a trek up a mountain. And all the way on top of the mountain, the son somehow fell, and his shoulder got squeezed between two rocks. And he couldn't get it out. They could not get the, whole, the arm out. And if they would have stayed like that, they would die of starvation. After a few days of waiting, they were both going to die. And the father had to sever the arm off of his child, without any anesthetics, without anything. He had some kind of a tool or a wood or a rock, and slowly, slowly, he ripped off his child's arm and carried him and helped him down and saved his son's life and his life. I'm not talking about how tragic that is. I'm not talking about how difficult that is. But can you imagine the love connection, the yearning, the gagum, the feelings that the father has at that moment when he has to sever that limb to save his son's life? Libai Nikra Bekirba, his heart is ripped to shreds that he has to cut his son. And he knows the son is screaming, Tati, why are you doing this to me? Mommy, why are you doing this to me? The son is screaming out. He's in so much pain. But inside the heart is Ma'ir, tremendous Ava, Chazaka B'yoyser. The greatest love, says the Nesiv B'Shalom. The love that Hashem has for Kalal Yisrael is Ahava Aza G'doyla B'ligvul B'lisayf. No matter what we do, no matter what sin we do, 
Hashem's love for us is endless. We cannot fathom, just like Hashem is endless, and you can't imagine what does endless mean. Hashem is infinite. What's infinite? What's infinite? We can't imagine infinite. His love for us is infinite and endless, and nothing could stop it. It says, I love you, Hashem said, I love you, and Sadiqim say that Hashem purified all the love in the world, and He couldn't find anything that comes close to the love that a parent has to a child, and that's why He said, that the Ebishter wanted to feel, He put on Himself, I am going to feel the feelings of love that a parent has for a child. According to this mashal that we just said, the father is cutting the son. And when the father cuts that child in order to save him, to do this operation, it's So dafka bizman khurban. Now we can understand. When Hashem is ripping apart Klal Yisrael, when Hashem is ripping apart Klal Yisrael, it awakens a tremendous ahava in a special way that you can't get from when he's proud of us. Yes, when the Beis HaMikdash was there, and the Kaihanim, and we were tzaddikim, Avada, the love was great. But inside that love is much stronger when your kid is drowning, when your kid is in pain. So during the Kharban, Mitzad Echad, it looked like tremendous Midas Hadin. Midas Hadin, HaKasha is the most difficult Midas Hadin, Judgment Day. Judgment you should know that Be'etzem, the Churban Beis HaMikdash was just a concept of a nituach kosha, a difficult surgery. Because of the sins of Klal Yisrael, this needed to happen in order to keep Klal Yisrael alive. V'davka b'shasa churban and davka from that churban, that destruction. It awakened b'pnimiyas in the internal essence of God. It awakened the Rachmanus, a mercy and a love which is greater than any mercy and love that exists in the entire world. And that's why the Kruvim Mamurim Zebazeh. It was to reveal, to let us know, because listen, if we wouldn't have seen this, we wouldn't know this. If we didn't have this Chazal, we would think that Hashem gets sick and tired of us. You're not doing the Ratzin Hashem. I can't look at you. You disgust me. Some parents do that, Nebuch. They don't understand what a parent is. You disgust me. Can't look at you. No, when you disgust me and you're being destroyed, the You want to know what's really happening in the heart of Hashem? Yeah. Because at that moment, on the external situation, things were so bad. We were having so many losses. Parents were crying over the loss of their children. Children were crying over the loss of their family members. Dafke in that pain, you should know. He showed you a glimpse. The Maybe mommy and tati are not together planning your chasana with, with tears of joy. But mommy and tati are together with tears of pain. But never think for one moment that mommy and tati are not there. Never think for one moment that in the pain Hashem is not there. And that's and that's why it says 
that Tisha B'Av is a Mayid. What, what are you so happy about? You know what we're happy about? Because we needed to know this. We needed to know this message, that while you're destroying the Beis HaMikdash, you care about me. That while you're causing people to die, and there's a Holocaust, and there's an Inquisition, and there's parents bearing children, we needed to know for now that you really care about us. And how would we know that? It's only one way. And that proved to us something that we need to know forever and that is so precious to us. And yes, we will call that a mayid. We will call that a festival. Because it awakened in us the understanding that Hashem, Mamish, Mamish, really loves us. That's a reason to party. That's a reason to have a festival. That's the greatest celebration. It's sad that it came from those events. But the revelation that Hashem is going to stick with us, no matter what we do, no matter how far we fall, we sinned terribly. We did Avaidah Zara. We were messed up. And Hashem loves us unconditionally, the same, even stronger. Isn't that a reason to celebrate? We're not celebrating the carbon part. We're celebrating the revelation. And, and we need this. We need this for today. We need to go every single day and remember and know and believe that in the Harbin, in the Gullus, in the darkness, Hashem really, really cares about us so much. So loving to us. He wants us. And then he says, Pshat is unbelievable. The Svarim Ekdashim say that the Chav Beis, Yimei Bein HaMetzarim, the 22 days of Bein HaMetzarim from when we start the three weeks, right? It's 22 days, including Tisha B'Av. It's Mechuvin, exactly equals, equates, it's Mechuvin, compared to, no, it's a better word, but it's, yeah, to the Yemei HaMayadim Shoresh Hashana. Wow! The 22 days from Shabbat Batamas until after Tisha B'Av equals, is compared to, the 22 days from Rosh Hashanah until Simchas Hold on, and you know what that means? That means that the Yemei Bein HaMetzarem in the Pnimius is the same kavana of the Yom Toivim that are tremendous Ur Gadol of Ahavas Hashem. But there's something even more crazy about that. There's something that's mamish so unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. According to the Cheshbin, the last day of the 22 days of the Yemei Bein HaMetzarem is what? Tisha B'av. What's the last day of the 22 days starting Rosh Hashanah? Simchas It's unbelievable. He says, I don't understand. Yisrael. This is the happiest day. We take the Torah, we dance, the kids getting pekalach. It's a happy day. It's an easy yomtev. You don't have to eat a lot of matzah. You don't have to do a lot. You're just happy that you're dancing with the Torah. It's a day of tremendous simcha, of the relationship, of the marriage, of connection to Hashem, to Limana Torah. We grab the Torah and we dance and we're happy. It's the day of Yichud ben Kutshu Yisrael. The day of connection, of Yichud, of, of, of a, a deep connection, a passionate connection between Hashem and Klal Yisrael. A Bechina of Kruvim Urim Zebazeh. Because we're doing the Ratz and Hashem, we're embraced in each other's arms. We're celebrating the relationship, the good, wonderful, fun, happy, beautiful relationship. How could it be that Tisha B'Av is M'chuvin K'neged? Do you understand the answer already? 
Pshat is, like we said of the Mashal before, that the Churban Beis HaMikdash is a Bechina of a father that is cutting into his son, a surgeon that is cutting into his child in order to save his life. And that's Ma'ayr B'liba Yahav HaGadoy L'Rachmanus Muflegas Albanoi. His Ma'ayr awakens so much love and mercy from the parent to the child. Shebepnimius, Harizek, Ma'ayr Simchastaira is like the day of tremendous awakening of love and mercy when you walk your kid down the chuppah. And that same love and mercy awakens when your kid goes bankrupt. Or when your kid hurts himself. Or when your kid goes through difficulty. Or when you're angry at the kid. It's, it's love that is infuriated. becomes anger, but it's love. The love level, the care level, the rachmanus level. Sometimes we don't know, you know how, to, how, to, how to show the kid that we love you and we have rachmanus on you. comes out bad. But we have such rahmanas on our kids. Hey, what happened to you? I gave you everything. All you have to do is behave. You know, it's not just Jewish people. I was at a business meeting with a, a, a Chinese woman who was worth about a billion dollars. She came here as an immigrant with her husband and she owns a tremendous amount of real estate. She's worth at least a billion dollars with a B. B. And somebody told her at the meeting that I deal with parents, the kids go you know, get in trouble. And she comes over to me afterwards and she says, she has two kids, a girl and a boy, and the boy is 15 years old. He dropped out of school. He, he, he joined a gang. He has piercings, tattoos. He colored his hair blue. He's chutzpah to her. And, she, and he's not listening. He's rebellious. She, she's saying, why he do this to me? Why he do this to me? And the husband is going crazy. I can give the kid a half a billion reasons to behave. Just behave. You are... You and your sister are going to inherit a billion dollars. You have every reason to behave. You have everything going for you. You look at our kids on the street. You have parents who love you, who care for you. And the parents are thinking, just behave. Just behave. Why are you doing this to me? But the fact is that that's the love. What you do, and hopefully you know how to deal with it, or even if you don't and you get angry, but that's the love that's driving you. The care, the concern. The love is driving you. Sometimes it drives you crazy. That's the love. Says the Nesiva Shalom that that's pshat. It's equal. The revelation of love in times of pain, in times of churban, reveals a love that is equal to the love on Simchas The love level is so high when we are in pain. The love level is so high when Hashem has to punish us. The love level is so high when we sin. And we are down. Love? So high. Care, concern, and love. And the Kruvah Mamurim Zabazet. The Kruvah Mamurim Zabazet. Because in the Pneumius, that's what's happening. And therefore, at the same time that the Pashat Pshat is that all our enemies can come and chase us and they will find us in these days and they will kill us. Such a crazy time? Yeah. That means we're in danger. Yeah. That means that this is the time that we can chase Hashem. And He is found. He's not going to stay in the palace. Now you understand Shaft from before? The marshal was, when the king is in the palace, it's very hard to reach him, but he's on the road. Why isn't he in the palace? Because his kids are on the street. Because when his kids are on the street and being tortured and tormented, and falling into criminal activities and doing drugs and getting into trouble, then that's the time that Hashem says, I can't stay in the palace here anymore. I am not going to stay here and have a nice cozy home while my kids are getting beaten up and falling and losing for whatever reason it needs to be, but I'm not sleeping here. 
So Hashem takes it on the road. And that's why to the degree that we are in trouble, that's the degree that we have access to Hashem. To the degree that we are this is the time that all our enemies can catch us, so Hashem says, okay, so I am there. And therefore, we could find Him. It's a type of kirva. It's a type of closeness. Because He's not going to stand by on the side while we're in trouble. For whatever reason that it's Vashert, He can't prevent it. Just like that father doing the surgery can't prevent it. But he's not letting you go into surgery alone. I once had to take my kid into a surgery, a minor surgery. We held his hand. I wouldn't say, oh, you're going for surgery? Okay, bye, take care. And the more dangerous it would be, the more we would be there holding his hand. You can't be at work. You can't be at home when your kid is struggling. Your kid's on the street. You go on the street. You have to be on the street. Your heart has to be on the street. You can't have business as usual. Oh, you want to see me? Make an appointment. Not when you're drowning. Not when you're dying. Not when you're struggling. Not when you're challenged. Not when your life... Your life is being destroyed. Whether it looks like you're doing it or not. The bottom line is I care about you more than blaming you. And i got to be out there with you on the street. The more that the Reitfer, his were able to catch us, the more Hashem had to be with us. And now we understand Pshat. The Oyev Yisrael, the Apteruv, says that Shabbos Chazoyim is the greatest Shabbos of the year, greater than all other Shabbosos. Why, why do we call it Shabbos Chazoyim? Because it's named after Chazoyim Yishayo. Yeshayahu had a vision. What vision? It was a vision of pain. It's a vision of destruction. Why do we call Shabbos, Shabbos Chazayim? To remember the vision that everything is going to be ripped away from us. We're going to lose everything. Ella says in the Siv Shalom Shat is the Belashen Chazayim Merumaz Gam Al Nevua Shel Basura. Be'inin Chazayim Yeshayahu it's true that the vision, part of it was destruction, but there was another part. And that part that was revealed is the part that we celebrate. Yeshayahu said, that Hashem said, I raised these children, and they sinned against me. These corrupt children, my corrupt children, they abandoned Hashem. But what was the message? And they are Bonim Mashchisim. But what are they called? Bonim. And even Ozvus Hashem. Bonim. Like we pass him like Remeyu Shebenkach Ubenkach Kruim Bonim. Remeir says that no matter what, whether you do the Ratzon Hashem, you don't do the Ratzon Hashem, you are called Bonim. We are considered children. And that's why it says, Bonim Godalti Vereimamti Vein Pashubi. He doesn't call them nasty people, strangers, Rishoyim, Oiswarfs, rebels. Bonim, they're my children. I raise them. Vein Pashubi. Bonim Mashchisim. Yeah, maybe Mashchisim, but they still have the title of Bonim. They didn't lose the title. They were Azvos Hashem. And Hashem is crying. If we wouldn't be His children, He wouldn't care that much. But when it's your child that's failing, and your child that's dying, 
the child that's Azvos Hashem. Banim, my son, my son, it awakens that love, that mercy of pure Banim, that there is no other relationship in the world that any person would tolerate, the other person would care so much about the other person failing, that it would bother them so much, only a parent to a child. And Benkachu, Benkachu, and Banim. Vihoav and a parent, listen how to be a parent. Afilu even when a parent has to punish his child, libay nikra bekirboy, we see that sometimes we have little kids and you have to punish them and the kid is crying. We know we're doing the right thing. But you know what? A little part of you is, is breaking. A little part of you is tearing up. You know, it's, it hurts, it hurts. I'm sorry. I know I have to do it, but... It awakens a love when you hear the kid crying. The Kach Baruch Hu says in the Siva Shalom, So to by Hashem, Yisrael Nikroim Tomid Bonim B'chal Matzav Shehem We're called always Bonim. But we're not just called Banim as a group. We're not just, this message is not just for Klal Yisrael. It means even you. Every person needs to know. If you're going through pain, if you're going through challenges, if you're going through your own little holocaust, whatever you're going through, at that moment that you feel that Hashem is merachik you, He's not with you, you're in a war with him, you're angry at him, he's angry at you, he's let down with you. You feel that he turned his hester upon him, he turned away from you. Uh, your Eitzah is one thing to believe. If we learn from the Charbon Beis the Charbon to the Klal, that at that moment, the that in your personal Charbon, in your pain, you should know the Hashem is loving you. Hashem is caring about you. We can't understand. We don't know why you need this nituach, why you need this pain. We don't know where you're meant to go with it, where you're going to end up with it. And what you're going to do with it. So many organizations were started and people did extraordinary things when they went through horrible pain. Nobody would choose it and nobody says it's worth it. But a lot of good sometimes happens. Sometimes Hashem motivates people in certain ways. Sometimes it's a Gilgal. Sometimes it's a punishment. Sometimes it's an opportunity. Sometimes people end up in situations to help other people. I've seen so many kids lose their lives and be at the bottom of the world. Drug addicts, drug addiction, and off the derech. And I've seen so many of them come back and inspire hundreds. They never could have lived a normal life and achieved as much as they achieved in this journey. They never could have gotten as much schar and oil which is for infinity and beyond. As much schar as they have through this. Nobody would choose it. Nobody wants it. I understand. But sometimes Hashem has your best interest, but it hurts. That nituah hurts. But you have to remember this. There's a lesson for us. That if during the carbon of the whole cloud, the kruvim because Hashem was pouring out love to us, and if the feeling of Bena Matzarim, if the feeling of when Klal Yisrael was in a down, if that feeling awakened love and mercy from Hashem, yes, you could find me, I'm closer, I'm here, I'm next to you. And the same thing by us. If you're having a bad day, or a bad year, or going through a crisis, going through harbor, Hashem is with you, closer than ever. You can reach out to Him, He's not in the palace anymore because you're His child and you're in pain. And to the degree of your pain, Hashem leaves the palace and Hashem comes to you. It's not just about everybody. It's a lesson, an individual lesson. 
when you feel thrown away. Life is dark. You don't feel like Hashem's answering your tefillahs. You don't see that you have a future. You're in pain. You should know you have one Eitzah, have Emuna. Have Emuna that Hashem loves you and His love to you is eternal and infinite, believable, unlimited. Because Hashem said, And when He said it, He meant it. May we not know from any more Tsar. But as long as we're going through Tsar, we have to internalize this message and believe that Hashem is with us. Hashem is close to us. Standing with us in pain. By next Tishabov, we should have the real Mayid. Just the celebration of the internal closeness and love without the pain that brings it out.